Welcome to Awario Marketing Talk, a podcast where we uncover digital marketing secrets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awario Podcast. My name is Anna. I create content for Avaria, and today I'm joined by Stephanie Schwab, a digital marketer and expert. Stephanie, could you introduce yourself to our audience, please? I am a digital marketer. I've been working in digital marketing for about 20 years. So um, kind of since the very, very beginning, I have uh, an MBA in marketing. It was traditional marketing at the time, um, a long time ago, um, and then learned digital by working as a strategy consultant and helped initially helped companies who were brick and mortar companies transform to e-commerce back before the turn of the century. And before these terms even existed. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So we were just trying to get them from, you know, stores and warehouses to online. And through that, I became a digital marketing expert and have been working in digital marketing ever since. Is there a particular area of digital marketing that you focus on? Um, yeah, so my agency, Cracker Jack Marketing, um, is a, a fully digital, full service agency. We do everything online, but we love to do stuff involved with content marketing, social media, lead generation, influence marketing. Um, we find a really great, oh, and, and advertising and how those things intersect, you know, that they all really feed each other. Yeah. So we like kind of that full funnel um, strategy for primarily consumer brands. Um, and our real love is to work with brands that want to attract women or families to their brands. We really like working on family or, or, or women lifestyle focused brands. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, do you have a brand that is like killing it in digital marketing or social media marketing that you really like and that you like look out for? Maybe it's one of the brands you've worked with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay to boast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm really inspired these days by brands that are not CPG brands or traditional consumer brands and how we can apply those principles. So like the brands that are information products or course providers, like the Michael Hyatt's and Amy Porterfield's of the world that are selling information products that have built these amazing companies, you know, with 20 and 30 employees and very low overhead and killing it um, in revenue. They, their strategies for getting customers in the door, for building their email lists, for nurturing those customers. Although they're doing it for information products and online products, I think that there are tremendous lessons to be learned for other brands. And so we're applying some of those principles to our clients. For example, we work with medical services brand um, who sells a higher end medical treatment program. And so we use a lot of those same principles of like driving leads, you know, driving awareness at the top of the funnel and then bringing people through to um, content, freebies, lead magnets that get them into a little bit deeper into our uh, realm and then really great email nurturing and follow up and then maybe giving them something else for free along the way so that we can get them to down the road when they need our service. They've already become really big fans of ours because we've just nurtured and nurtured and nurtured. So they'll, we'll, we'll be, we hope, top of mind. We know we have been top of mind down the road when they need our services. And for small businesses, what's like the main struggle when it comes to digital marketing today? 
Yeah, I think for really small businesses, for for you know brick and mortar, um, local businesses, and small other types of like online businesses, we really we've we've actually little quick plug. We're putting out we have a brand new program to address those <laughs> those those audiences um, called Local Business Builder, and what we teach in it because we think it's so important is email marketing. Mm -hmm. that I think that a lot of small businesses, and I know I'm in my local chamber of commerce and I'm in local networking groups here in Chicago, and all of my networking colleagues who have, you know, a coaching practice or an accounting firm or a bakery or whatever small business they have, they think, oh, I'm going to get on Instagram and it's going to solve all my marketing problems, right? And I'm going to yeah. just feed my Instagram and I'm suddenly customers are going to come flying in the door. And that is just so not true ever. And so what happens is, you know, somebody gets all excited or they hire somebody to do their Instagram and they spend, you know, $1,000 a month, which for them is a lot of money for some yeah. businesses. And then they don't get any results. And they're like, oh, forget it. I'm not doing any social media at all. <laughs> and they don't realize that there's a middle ground. I think the middle ground is that you use social media to help you build a list, an email list, and then you use email marketing to be able to really market to those people and to get them to come back again and again and again. So our program talks a little bit about social and how to use social, mm -hmm. but really talks about email marketing and um, how to you know, build out your email program, be consistent in, in how you're using it and really pull it all the way through. And if we are not focusing on the strategy as the whole, is mm -hmm. there one small like principle or a routine, a habit, or a trick that small businesses can do that will improve their digital marketing? Yeah, I, I think two, I'm going to give two things. One <laughs> is to make sure that your, your, your message is completely crystal clear. And the message is not, you know, I have a 400 square foot boutique of great accessories for women, right? That is not important, right? Or how many items you have, or where you're located, like that is not your message. Your message is, I transform women's outfits every day, you know, and those are the accessories, yeah. right? So it's about your messaging and the message is, what is it for me, the user? And so, in fact, I'll, I'll revise what I just said. I would say, transform your outfit every day. Mm -hmm would be the tagline that you would want your accessories boutique to use because it's you meaning the customer and who doesn't like every woman would be like i can transform my outfit every day yeah sign me up right you really want to make sure that your messaging is what's in it for the customer really clear really succinct it's not about you the business it's about what what you transform for them what you do for them yeah. so that's the first thing get your messaging clear <laughs> and make sure that it's clear about clear for your audience and then two is make sure that that same message is consistent everywhere. You know, that your Instagram handle says it really clearly. The top of your website says it. That, you know, you say it at the bottom of every email. Like, make sure that everybody, everybody knows that that's what you do. I see so many people's Instagram accounts that don't have the bio even filled out. You yeah. know, they just have a link. You know, like, and I'm like, well, what do you do? What can you do for me? Why should I follow you? And so, like, there's so many ways to, you know, so many things to check to make sure that you've got your messaging out there. 
Yeah, I think it's a great advice. And since you mentioned like such things as filling out your bio, do you notice what things businesses, small businesses usually neglect in their marketing? Like what they forget, what they maybe don't pay enough attention to? Yeah, so one thing that I think is directly related to what what Awario does is I don't think that they listen to the marketplace. I don't think that they know what their competitors are doing. I think that they get so blinded, you know, they're like the horse with the blinders on and they can only see their own business and they can only know what's going on with them. And maybe they're gonna, you know, occasionally see that one of their competitors is doing this or that, but they're not tracking it on a regular basis. So I think it's really important to know what's happening, not only if you're a bakery, what the other bakeries are doing, But who's in your competitive set as a bakery? It's not just bakeries. It's flower shops. It's, um, you know, gourmet food shops. It's, um, you know, the caterer next door. Mm -hmm. You know, those are also in your competitive set and you need to know what they're doing. And it's hard to track that. So that's where, you know, you could be using a social listening tool like Awario. Mm-hmm. What you could also, I mean, sign up for some Google alerts for those names of those businesses or something like that if you needed to do it quick and down, down and dirty. But to have a, a, an easy to use social listening tool, I think is important for any size business. Yeah, go sign up for a various free trial. Yes, everyone. right, a free trial, how can you beat that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So since you already mentioned tools, I think in 20 years, you probably used a lot of them, a lot of marketing tools. Do you have some favorites? What do you use in your daily like activities and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, great question. As most marketers do, we cycle through a lot of tools, always looking for like the next best thing. Yeah. Um, and so I've used God only knows how many dozens or even hundreds of tools. Um, but our stack right now is um, we use active campaign for our CRM and email marketing and campaign management and mm-hmm. deal management. So we find active campaign to be really comprehensive. It has a really good flow all the way through to deals. And since our local business builder is somewhat of an automated program, like we can just kind of do all of that automated through active campaign. So that's really cool. Um, we, we run that program through Learn Dash on WordPress. Um, so if anybody's doing an information product or selling a course or coaches, um, Learn Dash is a great way to deliver content mm-hmm. online. We use, let me see what else. Oh my goodness. We use CoSchedule for almost all of our social media mm-hmm. scheduling, um, except that we add on later for Instagram because it's better. Yeah, it's <laughs> so great. We, yeah, so it's a little bit of a combo. Um, we do use Loomly for one of our clients and that's actually a really good product. Um, and then one of our clients is on Sprinkler. So we're kind of all over the place. You yeah. know, if the client brings us the tool, that's usually what we use. Yeah, of course. Um, and what else do we use? We use MailChimp for a couple of clients. It's great for small business email. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's what we teach in Local Business Builder. We teach we teach people how to use MailChimp because it's so accessible and easy and free or cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so we use that for a, for a lot of smaller clients as well. Email marketing covered with active campaign, then social media with call schedule and later, and mm-hmm. then Sprinkler or some other tools that your client bring to you, yeah. And also in our correspondence in the email, you mentioned that you once helped to build a social listening tool. And as a social listening company, of course, we are very interested in everything that has to do with it. Could you tell me more about that? Like maybe some backstory? Yeah, yeah. So about, 
oh, how long ago now? 15, 16, 17 years ago, a while ago. Um, I um, was part of a team at Conversion, um, a, a New York social media agency that was, they started out as a social media agency and then they started to build, because they there was just a need for it in the marketplace, a social listening tool. And um, at the time, um, there weren't a lot of people in the industry. We were one of the first. And so we were able to listen to, you know, conversations from across the social web. At the time, it was a lot of forums and mm -hmm. um, news groups and Twitter originally, and then Facebook eventually, but Facebook's a little complicated. Yeah. And um, blogs, we were, we were able to pull back all sorts of stuff and blogging was way more popular then because mm -hmm. um, there weren't as many other options. So um, we pulled back mentions from across the web and coded them for, um, sentiment and, you know, relative for each client, like, you know, the values or, or um, importance of them. And we did it for clients like GM and Dow Chemical and mm. IBM and uh, Ford Motor Company. We did a, we had a bunch of really big clients mm. and it was really cool. And it was really hard to be a pioneer yeah, in the industry. I can imagine. Yeah. And you yeah. had to explain to everyone why you need this tool. Yes. Yes, exactly. Although I, I eventually it became pretty clear. We did do a lot of free reports, you know, we did a lot of like, you know, we'll do this for you for a month so that you can see the data. And then it was an easy sell after that. Mm -hmm. um, and we worked with, although we were an agency, we worked with a lot of big agencies as well, Young and Rubicam and other agencies. And we would be their partner in social listening because they had no other way to do it. So we had a teams, we had a team all over the world helping us create the content and write the reports, pull back the data, analyze the data. Company continues on and has developed a an AI assisted social listening platform called mm -hmm. Conversion AI. But I left and then started my own agency and yeah, for 11 years have been on my own doing crackjack marketing. So that sounds great. And with the social listening tool, you've already mentioned that uh, you can use it to analyze market, to track your competitors. What are other like popular uses that can also be useful, especially for small businesses for social listening that you can name? Yeah, yeah. So, well, I teach I teach digital marketing and social listening is one of the things that I mm -hmm. that I teach. And so, you know, we talk about this a lot, like, To have a good social listening platform will enable you to do so many different things. So not just the competitive analysis, which is really important and fundamental, but to know like what's resonating in your marketplace and develop your content from that. Um, so content creation is definitely one of those things. To answer the question, which this happens all the time, you know, like if you have always on social listening, if you're constantly scanning the marketplace and your boss comes to you and says, Hey, what's hot? What's going on? You will know what's hot and what's going on if you're listening to the marketplace. And so it's an easy way to do that as well. Instead of reading thousands of, you know, things every day, yeah. it kind of comes to you in a push or a pull form every day. The content, friends, um, competitive analysis, your own share of voice is really important. Like, how are you in the competitive set? Mm -hmm. So, you know, are you trending ahead, below, above? You know, where are you compared to your competitors? So to listen not only to your brand mentions and your buzz, but maybe to three or four competitors in your in your field would be helpful. Especially like, maybe that's a little bit more on the B2B side or the bigger brand side. Yeah. Um, but even if you're small brand to know like, oh my God, they're getting tons of mentions on, on Instagram and we're not getting any, what's going on? You know, like, yeah, that's why really is it happening? 
Yeah. 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 So even if you're taking a snapshot just to understand it, I think it's really helpful. Since you already mentioned like share of voice and sentiment analysis, do you have like one feature in social listening tools that you always uh, look out for that you like love and need and you find very helpful and useful for businesses? Well, I would say actually something that I haven't mentioned yet that's another use is for influence marketing. Yeah. It's to understand who is influential in the conversation. And so social listening, when you're seeing, you know, lots of people getting engaged or even few people getting engaged, you can quickly understand who's who's big in that conversation, you know, biggest number of followers, most active in the conversation. And that helps you understand then who you might use as a marketing partner or, um, you know, co-create something with them. So I think kind of an underappreciated feature of social listening is the ability to use it for influence to develop. Yeah, influence and learning. it's like you don't have to like invest in another tool that does influencer research. You can use social listening for so many things. Exactly. So it's like saving money almost. Yeah, yeah. And if a person who didn't use social listening before were to purchase a tool or maybe try one, what things they could search for, look for in a tool that would let them know that this is a tool you should try? Basically, how to choose the best tool, the right tool? Um, to be honest, I think they're starting to get similar. You know, like yeah. it used to be that there was a big, big difference because some things could only do some things and, you know, not everybody had the Twitter fire hose. And, you know, there were a lot of, 10 years ago, it was a totally different landscape. I think now a lot of things have been standardized and it's, you know, you kind of know like, oh, okay, I can get to all of Twitter and some of Facebook and, you know, some of other things, you know, and I think that that's been pretty well standardized. So I would look for tools that have really great reporting features. You want to look for ease of use, you know, good charts and graphs that you don't have to work to create, that they're kind of at a push of a button. Maybe some customizable searches, you know, that you can take out terms, which mm -hmm. is important. It's not a good enough, like, especially if your brand name is more of a common word, you need to be able to say, you know, your brand name is forest. So you need to say <laughs> forest minus trees in your search. Yeah. Um, to be able to get the right data. So that's important. And I think most tools do that, but it's something to definitely be. Yeah. But it's, it may be more complicated or less complicated depending on the layout and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So ease of use for all of that. Yeah, so I think that's all the questions I had. If people listen to this podcast or read the interview and want to find you, follow you or like buy some of your courses, maybe participate in them, where can they find you? online. Yep. Great. So um, crackerjackmarketing.com is my website, my main website. And um, you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie S, like Sam. And that's my Instagram as well. I'm not that great about using Instagram lately. So follow <laughs> me on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram too. Yeah. Local Business Builder is launching. Actually, our first class is starting in August. And so you can drop me an email if you're interested in that. Um, it's Stephanie at crackerjackmarketing.com. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Awario Marketing Talk. Hit the subscribe button if you are new to our talks. If you are a long-term listener, do not forget to like, comment, and share. Leave the questions down below if you want us to cover some specific topic. Stay tuned for our updates.